Hey, it's Nelson. And this is Monica. Welcome to the Seattle Foodie Podcast, the show where we talk about the Seattle food scene and the people and businesses behind it. We eat all the food and share our insights with you. Thanks for joining us today. Let's get to it. Friday, Friday, Friday. I don't know the rest of the song. How does that song go, Monica? That's the only part I know, too. And then I wait for the part where the car comes out. And um, yeah, all I know is like Friday, Friday, everyone get down for Friday. I don't I don't know. That's I don't know. Hey, everyone. How's it going? Welcome to the Seattle Footy Podcast. Let's peek behind the curtain for all you listeners. Normally we record on Sundays, but uh, Monica is going out of town. And so we are recording on a Friday night. Here we are. Um, it's sort of harshing my vibe a little bit. I mean, I think Nelson, you and I are both used to like, you know, doing our own thing on Fridays and we value like time home alone separately, hashtag not a couple. Um, and Friday is kind of a time that we just sort of chill out and it's kind of hard to get into the recording groove. Um, this is the first time, like Nelson said that we haven't recorded on Sundays, So it's kind of messing me up a little. <laughs> That's right. There's not really, our lives aren't really that eventful on Friday. I mean, I'm, I'm buying... <laughs> I'm buying takeout from mm-hmm. our, I'm buying takeout and then I'm just basically watching like Hawaii Five O and a bunch mm-hmm. of shows that I haven't watched over the over the week and I'm just on Hulu and Netflix. That's pretty much my wild and crazy night on a Friday. We're recording tonight. Welcome to our show. This is episode thirty. Oh my goodness, Monica. Another milestone episode. I know. Are you excited for this? I am, you know, thirty episodes and I'm thirty years old, so that's pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah. 30 for the uh, 20th time. I don't know. For the 30th or, or time. I, I don't know. 21? I feel like I might be 21. <laughs> but I'm so excited. I'm so excited for this show. This is the Seattle Restaurant Week episode. As we mm-hmm. talked about, we kind of teased it on our last episode. And we're going to do some really quick recaps, one event, and then we're going to spend the majority of the time talking about the Seattle Restaurant Week. And then we have a fun interview at the end too as well. So Monica, how about you start it off? Okay. So as always, it was a pretty eventful week. And one of the places we went was Delicatus. And Delicatus serves up tasty sandwiches downtown and in Pioneer Square. So they have two locations. So earlier this week, we had a chance to have lunch with the fabulous Stephanie Forer. And sandwich I had was the Rebel. And so it's savory pastrami, and it's just full of cheesy goodness. And Nelson, you're a big sandwich fan. So like, how how does Delicatus like measure up? Oh, Delicatus is one of my favorite, favorite sandwich shops in Seattle. Before mm. I started as a foodie, I, I looked up on Yelp, what was sandwiches? And so, of course, they would give me like Salumi and mm-hmm. Tat's Deli. And then this one came up because I was near Pioneer Square and I was like, I've never tried Delicatus. Mm-hmm. And so I checked it out and I and I've been a huge fan for like years. Like mm-hmm. when we're talking about years, we're talking about like five to six, seven years now. And I've always gone and I love the lamb shank there, but I got the Olivetto, which had ham and it's got, it's basically your classic Italian, but mm-hmm. done up way better. And I also had, I added the Calabrian peppers there. And my favorite side at Delicatus is their potato salad. You guys got to get the potato salad. It's not all dressed up in like the mayonnaise. It's it's like really, really fine. The potatoes really come out in that potato salad. That's how I describe it. Yeah, I guess I missed tasting it that day. Um, I work nearby and I don't get there nearly enough. But what I love about Delicatus is 
the names of their sandwiches in the descriptions. They're kind of fun. Uh, folks, if you're coming for lunch, be sure to come early because this place is always really popular. And in terms of like having lunch with Steph, it's always great to see her. And we just don't even hang out enough with her. Yes. I was so, I, I was so excited and it was so fun to hang out with the famous Steph for, we can't even say like follow Steph for because Everyone already probably follows her already. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> just, uh, but yeah, Steph's so awesome. We just got to hang out and just talk about food and just talk about just have lunch. And that was mm -hmm. that was a great time. So but seriously, uh, Delicatus, again, one of my favorite sandwich restaurants. Awesome. Uh, what else do you have for us, Nelson? Oh man, Monica, we were in Ballard this week and we had the chance to check out the Gerald in Ballard. Have you been to the Gerald before? I have, but it's been a really long time. Yeah, it was a really long time for me too. And in fact, back in the day, they Gerald used to offer a Seattle Restaurant Week menu and we had dinner there a long, long time ago. Wow. But now it's turned into a full bar and restaurant and they just launched a new spring seasonal cocktail and mocktail lineup. Hmm. Featuring 12 seasonal cocktails and three mocktails. Katie Frazier, the bar manager at Gerald, created some fantastic cocktails that were not only beautiful to shoot, but delicious as well. And for me, some of our favorites included Saved by Bad Luck with Uncle Val's Pepper Gin and Cherry Tomato, Banished Sun with Sue's Perry Maglore and Pineapple, and there's another drink called If Only My Heart Were Stone with Singapore. With Singani 63, Los Vecinos Mezcal, Genepi, Cortican, Martinique Rum, and Lava Salt. Um, <laughs> As you never get through that list of really difficult oh, to pronounce words. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I might, I might cut out, I might cut out the, uh, if only heart were stone. I, might I think it's hilarious. <laughs> Kudos to you, Nelson. But Monica... You and I love mocktails, right? And there are mocktails available, and we love mocktails. I absolutely do. I mean, both of us, it's like, it's it's really nice to go to a place and to find out that they've been thoughtful about their combinations. And again, like I always say, feeling like a grown-up instead of being offered something like apple juice. Yeah, and... I think yours and my favorite mocktail was definitely the Life as a Memory, which was a strawberry and balsamic vinegar drink. Yeah. And then, and you ordered the Evening in Laredito, which had matcha, lime, and coconut milk. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that you're right. That strawberry balsamic drink was delicious. And I can't even tell you how much of that I'd be able to drink, but that's definitely on my <laughs> radar now. And um, in terms of the evening in Laredito, yeah, I love matcha. I'm a huge matcha fan, as everyone knows. And just that balance with coconut milk and that just punch of lime. It's it's so springy and refreshing. Like you can picture yourself just sitting on a patio drinking that all day long. I really, really appreciate how much effort and thought was put into each cocktail. I mean, there, like I said, there was 12 seasonal cocktails. Mm -hmm. We we shot all of them. If you guys look through our story and what I love is the owner, Wes came and talked to us and he told us that he, he created a food menu that tried to complement the drinks. Mm -hmm. And we had the cheese curds, the crispy cheese curds. Mm -hmm. We had the pork belly banh mi sliders. And then we also had some duck confit tacos mm -hmm. and the kale Caesar salad. So, mm -hmm complimenting those cocktails was really, I think is a really added touch. 
Yeah, and I can eat cheese curds all day long. And what was interesting about the bami sliders is that they were served open face, and so it was an interesting mm-hmm. way to serve it. And just the little touches about how the carrots were ribboned and not julienned. I mean, just the little details like that, just a slightly different take, but still very familiar, which I kind of loved. Yeah, and I really like the thick pieces of pork belly in the bami、mm-hmm. sliders. That was really good. <laughs> I love the pork belly all the time. <laughs> whether you enjoy cocktails or whether you enjoy、uh, non-alcoholic drinks, be sure to check out the Gerald. They have a great lineup. Absolutely, and the icing on the cake is we actually got to shout out to meet Seattle Insiders at Seattle Insiders in, in、yeah. real life, and so that was really cool. As you guys, know, we love meeting new people. We love meeting people that we interact with online. Sometimes it's hard for us to tell who's who if like you have some sort of business account, but、uh, if you see us around, say hi.、Uh, we'd love to talk to you. Yeah, Seattle Insiders has some beautiful shots.、Mm-hmm. Beautiful shots. Go and go and check out their stuff on Instagram.、Absolutely. All right, Monica. We went and did another pop up, and it was featuring our friend Jan Parker. You want to tell us about that one? Oh yeah. So speaking of pork belly, <laughs> you and I, <laughs> you、belly. and I went to Balik Bayan Filipino Eats. So this is at East Trading Company, and Chef Domingo Ramos and Chef Jan Parker they totally killed it. And so this pop up featured、uh, Jufran pork belly, palabak noodles, pork sigsig, beef bistec, and bibinka with salted egg. So I think my absolute favorite was pork belly. Um, I love the texture of it, and I love the flavor of it. And I was so rude to you, Nelson. I owe you an apology because I ate those last two pieces without even like、yeah. asking, like, "Hey, do you want some?" I'm just like, "He don't want none. <laughs> He don't want none. It's mine." <laughs> there, were, there were there were six pieces of pork belly. Monica ate four of them, and I ate two. But that's okay. It's totally totally cool because. I really love the palabak noodles.、Yeah. I mean, it was it was really good. Way different noodles. They're slippery, slippery. and just with, with the salmon and the、mm. shrimp in it. It was. I ate the majority of that,、yeah. and I I really love that one. So, yeah, it's it's really a treat because usually Jan Parker is cooking out in Tacoma.、Mm-hmm. Monica, it's it's a it's a bit of a drive for both of us out、mm-hmm. to from me coming from the east side and you from North Seattle. So it's really. A treat when she was able to come to closer to Capitol Hill and be able to cook. Absolutely, for and for all of oh, us. Oh, for for sure, and and so any opportunity I get to eat her food, like try it. And that pork belly was so I can't even stop thinking about it. I mean, it just if I had the recipe, I would just make it all the time. I think. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, and that's our recap,、uh, Monica. I'm going to let you take it again because we have a fun event coming up for the weekend in Edmonds.、Mm-hmm. Can you tell us about it? It's another Filipino pop up. Yeah, this is. It's the company is called Custard and Things, and so they're new to Seattle.、Uh, this is a popular Hawaii-based business, and they're moving up here. And their first pop up is on Saturday, April 13th, from 11 a.m. to sellout. So whenever somebody says to sellout, you always watch out because、um, they're probably Means they're going to sell sell out. It's going to be at Ono Poke <laughs> in Edmonds, and y'all have heard me talk about Ono Poke before.、Um, it's owned by my friend Stephen Ono,、um, and it's the most authentic Hawaiian poke in the area. Hands down, and so they're they're hosting custard and things. And what custard and things is serving, what they make, it's called fluto. 
And what fluto is, is that it's a combination of puto and flan. So if you're Filipino, then you know that puto is a Filipino steamed sweet cake. And so they combine that with a layer of flan. And I've it's really interesting to me because I actually haven't had it. I've been wanting to try them for a long time because they have been up here a couple of times, but I've always missed them. So I cannot wait. Oh, man, that sounds exciting. And afterwards, we're going to get some poke afterwards, right? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, since I'm telling you, Nelson, like there's so much going on here in the North End. I feel like you're going to be spending more time here, just like I'm spending more time in the East Side. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so poke and then so do we have to wait in line for this? I'm just just wondering. I think you have to wait in line. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can't believe you're making me. You're making me drive all the way out from the east side <laughs> and I have to wake up early for this and I have to wait in line early while you only you're only about what less than five minutes away from Edmonds like a stone's throw away like you could you could just sleep in and then wait in line and you're still beat me oh my goodness okay all right this is why people think we're a couple because we fight like a couple (laughs) so so not fair so not fair come on you stood in that matcha man line i did stand in the matcha man line that was that was not that long but Mm -hmm. still i mean yeah you had to be there first though (laughs) you were early well i'm excited i'm so excited i'm so excited for these desserts i'm excited to get poke and then afterwards we'll eat our third lunch at market fishmonger and then we'll (laughs) get milky milky and then we're gonna go to stars in the sky and eat fried chicken and then we're gonna get some korean barbecue and then we'll Mm -hmm. end it with some more korean food i don't know and then we'll get some tacos afterwards i mean that's i feel like dumplings has to be in there too because there's there's a lot of dumplings Dumplings. in edmonds edmonds area and that's just till 12 and that's just at 12 p.m i mean what are we going to do for the rest of the time i don't know right Right. hashtag in it to win it (laughs) (laughs) all right well let's get into the uh the meaty part of our show and like we mentioned seattle restaurant week it's it's here guys and by the time you're listening, they're already a day into Seattle Restaurant Week. Don't forget, it's Sunday through Thursday, Fridays and Saturdays, and Sunday brunch does not apply for Seattle mm-hmm. Restaurant Week. So if you're trying to go to like Tavolata or one of those one of the places we're going to mention, and you're on a Saturday night and you're doing a date night, and you're like, wait, why, why isn't there a Seattle Restaurant Week? You've been warned, okay? Mm-hmm. All right. So Monica, I thought we would start off by talking about some places we already been to during Seattle restaurant week. You know me, I've, I love going to Seattle restaurant week. I've, I've done it several times and I've done it for the dinner menu and the lunch menu. Mm-hmm. And we have a couple that we're excited to tell you about that we want to try too, as well at the end. So it's going to be a total of about 10 to 13 places that we're going to talk about. And the yeah. first one I want to start off with is Sushi Kapo Tamura. It's on East Lake. This is one of my favorite places mm-hmm. to go to. I've done the lunch and the dinner set for Seattle Restaurant Week. Wow. Yeah. This is our friend Tor 601's favorite, the Bray Snake River Farms Wagyu Beef Skirt Kanabe. She swears by it. It's like one of the best dishes in, in Seattle Restaurant Week. Mm-hmm. I personally have have had the Chef's Choice Sushi Combination mm-hmm. and the Bara Chirashi. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're really good. In general, this is one of my favorite sushi places if, if you're not even doing Seattle Restaurant Week. So mm-hmm. I'm glad that they're doing that. And their desserts are, are crazy. Yuzu yogurt panna cotta or chestnut and butterscotch creme brulee. I, I'm sold. I'm sold for that. <laughs> you, had me at, you had me at yuzu. 
At Yuzu, yeah. <laughs> so that's one I recommend if you want to do like a sushi night out. Another one I love. This is for guys if you want to take your lady out or vice versa or just want a, a nice romantic dinner. I think Tilth in Wallingford is another great place. Mm-hmm. I did this w- just on my own. So I got to sat at the bar and just watch the cooks do their thing. Normally I get like a protein dish, right? But I yeah. actually got the stinging nettle risotto. How was that? That's the one that catches my eye. Really good. Really good. Really silky. I'm a big risotto fan. And mm-hmm. normally, sometimes, a lot of times, um, if I ever get risotto, it's not soft enough because they just they don't cook it um, enough. But yeah, um, the risotto is really, really good. The desserts, though, are exceptional. There's a Theo's mm-hmm. chocolate cake, an orange cashew cheesecake, and there's another espresso panna cotta. So I love the ambiance there at Tilth. It's mm-hmm. beautiful. It's romantic. And it's a great place to take myself out for a date. Yes, yeah, so you deserve it. You should take yourself out more often. Yeah. Yes, treat yourself, right? Like that Parks treat and Recreation. Yourself. Treat yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and then we go up to Capitol Hill and Adana. We love Chef Shoda. Mm-hmm. Right, Monica? Yes, we do. Have you you've been to Adana before, right? Yeah, but not for restaurant week. So what is right. that like? Because they, they have they have prefix menus and that's really nice. But like what's restaurant week like? Yeah, restaurant week is is similar to the prefix menus, but just mm-hmm. like cheaper in value. There are some really, really well thought out dishes by Chef Shoda. Mm-hmm. And including the pork belly kushikatsu, there's a black cod, and of course there's dessert. There's kinako flan. I've mm-hmm. never heard of that before. That sounds interesting and then there's also rice pudding too as well yeah i love kinako it's it's so underrated because a lot of times people don't know what it and it has this really warm um peanut buttery like sesame flavor um that goes Mm -hmm. perfect on ice cream and other custard desserts i mean it it, it's actually perfect in like milkshake have you ever had a kinako cup milkshake from um, katsu burger no, I have not. That's amazing. It, I usually get the I usually get the black sesame mm, shake at when I'm at Katsu Burger. Try it one day. You won't regret it. Okay. Sold. You sold me. <laughs> you had me at Kanako. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then Gear and Sambar. Monica, you I know you've had Seattle Restaurant Week at Gear and Sambar. I have. And actually, you know, I remember I think when we first met, that first year that we met, I think I was trying to arranged like a restaurant week with you but ended up i think going with our friend tour tour 601 man another shout out for her. <laughs> two Holy shout God. outs because yeah i'm pretty sure the last time i went for restaurant week it was with tour and i think you were close by you were like 10 blocks away and we're just like what is he always doing in pioneer square he doesn't even live or work down here <laughs> but yeah. but not having lunch with us is what we knew <laughs> no 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 um but yeah. I, I absolutely love it um i I love chicken wings. And so I love that that's always on the menu and I'll always get it. Um, what are some of the things that you like off their menu? I love their dessert, the mm-hmm. matang, mm-hmm. which is this crazy dessert. I've never seen it anywhere in Seattle. It's this double fried sweet potato and tossed in honey with chili rice crisps and pear ginger compote. Mm. I mean, the flavors it is crazy, but the flavors work. I would just go just for that. I've never had that. Is the ginger, does the ginger have a little bite? Yes, just a little okay, bit. Okay, that's just what a I little like. bit. Yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then from Pioneer Square, we go to downtown and Hartwood Provisions. Hartwood Provisions. Um, 
man. So I was just at Heartwood like a week or two ago and it's been too long. I mean, really, I don't go there enough and sort of the way that you were talking about the Gerald where the food is paired to cocktails. Um, that's exactly what Heartwood's all about. They have such an extensive bar menu and expertly paired with the food. And I got to sit right up um, by the open kitchen. And I'm telling you what, that kitchen was running like a machine. Even during a busy, <laughs> thirsty Thursday happy hour, it was running on point um, to see the chefs making food. Um, so from this menu, um, like you, I'm a fan of risotto. I am a little fussy about risotto. I like it to be cooked a particular way. And I think on this one, they have the heirloom barley risotto. I like it there. Um, I like the texture. I like the flavors. I like the plating. Their plating is beautiful. And for dessert, they have a smoked caramel panna cotta, which is on their regular menu. Smoky flavors in desserts are something that I'm always interested in because I think it's a really nice contrast with flavors that are typically overly sweet like caramel. And, and so I think it goes really well together. And it's served in a cute little mason jar. And who doesn't love mason jars? <laughs> I'm looking at the menu and the squid puttanesca is sounds very interesting. Mm -hmm. It's something I would want to order and check out, but everything's always so good at hardwood. Provisions. It is. It absolutely is every single time. And so shout out to them for doing such a great job. Deadline is also in pioneer square. That's another one we recommend mm -hmm. going to Monica, you and I with a bunch of other foodie friends got to check out their spring menu. And a lot of the, a lot of the items were on the Seattle restaurant week menu, including that grilled broccolini and white mm -hmm. beans on, on uh, toasted bread. Mm -hmm. That was probably one of my favorite highlighted dishes that we tried out. And another one is a carnitas and chimichurri spatzel. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's interesting. Chef Philippe at Deadline comes up with some really, really mm -hmm. creative dishes. Absolutely. And, and it is. It's another place where you can get a great cocktail. And y'all already know I'm not going to turn down some nice grilled charred broccolini. Uh, the texture and that, that char will get me every time. And the white beans are really mild some of my favorites. And then we got to try um, just a taste of the cinnamon flan with apples. And I thought the components were really interesting. And so I don't like fussy desserts. I like just enough fuss um, to make me feel fancy. <laughs> <laughs> and then we've already, we've already talked about this. This was our restaurant of the year in 2018 mm -hmm. MKT guys. If you haven't done MKT yet, I'm going to tell you right now, go make your reservations. This Ethan Stoll restaurant is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. And the best thing about, I think all the Ethan Stoll restaurants, I was looking through the menus for Seattle restaurant week is that all the appetizers, you don't get, you don't have to choose. They just give it all to you. And it's to share for the table. Mm -hmm. That's kind of a cool thing. A lot of times you'll just get like, oh, you can pick the soup or you can pick the gem lettuce salad or something else. They bring it all. Mm -hmm. If you can't decide, I think it's phenomenal. And they have actually some new dishes. I'm looking at the grilled scallops and the prime steak. Mm -hmm. They didn't have that when we went to dinner no, last year. No, I'm looking at those scallops too because you know they got to cook it right. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Some honorable mentions I just want to let people know about. San Fermo is fantastic. I've, I've had Seattle Restaurant Week at San Fermo. They don't have a menu right now. I think the menu changes daily. For them. Wow. If you haven't been to San Fermont and Ballard, I highly recommend doing that one. And if you're in Fremont, Pomerol is also another great place. Their flourless chocolate cake is really good there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, those, I mean, those are the places Monica and I have been to, and we recommend uh, making a reservation out there. Mm -hmm. 
please go make reservations. There's a lot of restaurants out there. If you try to just go in and just try to get a table, it may take you a while. Yeah. So I, I suggest calling in advance. Mm-hmm. And I, in fact, I think I made three reservations in the last couple of days. I've, I haven't had a problem getting a table yeah. because I've, I've kind of booked it about a week and a half to about two weeks in advance. Three reservations? So. Well, I know I'm only invited to one. So who are you seeing on the side? Um, nobody. <laughs> ta- table for table one. Table for one. <laughs> um, yeah, no, Nelson's absolutely right. Make reservations. And like thinking even about MKT, that's a very small restaurant. And so just mm-hmm. even on a regular night, you need a reservation. It's just There's just not that many seats. Absolutely. Yes. I, when I was looking, because I, one of the ones we booked was for about seven people. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I was conscious about was I wanted to make sure that it was a large restaurant that was able to fill seven people. Mm-hmm. Because like you mentioned, MKT is really mm-hmm. small. I don't think we can fit a table, a party of seven, as well as some other restaurants too. So make sure you think about that or go on Yelp or whatever, or Google and just kind of see what the what the interior looks like mm-hmm. if you're able to fit a large party, if you want to do a large party. Yeah. So Monica, those are the ones we went to. We want to talk about some ones we're excited about because we might be visiting them mm-hmm. during this whole Seattle Restaurant Week for the spring mm-hmm. version. For me to start off, because I am from the east side, right? I live on the east side. I'm excited for the lake house. Mm-hmm. I already made a reservation for the lake house for um, a couple of friends of mine. I'm excited for this place. It's they just they opened last. I believe they opened uh, last year. I don't think they offered the Seattle Restaurant Week menu. Yeah, there's some really really good dishes. I was looking on the menu. It was the slow braised Yakima beef short rib. I that sounds delicious. And they also have, (laughs) this is interesting. It says ice cream sandwich. It's always, I'm always intrigued when restaurants, high-end restaurants are doing simple desserts, like an ice cream sandwich. Like, what are they going to do with Mm -hmm. that? How are they going to do that? It could be anything. I'm excited. (laughs) I'm excited. Definitely excited for that one. Monica, another Ethan Stoll restaurant I'm excited for is Goldfinch Tavern by Pike Place Mm -hmm. Market. You've been there just for dinner. What's the atmosphere like then in Goldfish Tampa? Yeah, I've been there for for lunches and dinner. I haven't been there for the brunch and I haven't been there for restaurant week. I think for the ambiance, I mean, you know, it overlooks a little bit the Seattle wheel. And so if you're coming at sunset, you might get a really nice view. Um, I love their entry area before you come into the restaurant because there's a nice cozy fireplace and there's like a communal seating area before you get seated. So it's really nice place to relax before you even get seated. I like the lighting there and I love the service that I've always received. I think service is something that can make or break an experience and service has always been great. Um, I've loved a lot of the dishes that I've tried. I think a standout one for me that I've had before is uh, duck. Some some fried duck legs have been really good. But looking at this restaurant week menu, I'm getting pulled by the poached halibut because, you know, Goldfinch always makes a really big production about the halibut when it's halibut season. And also, I just love flat iron steak. So, like, I'm having trouble choosing. I'm really, really excited for the desserts. There's an 11 layer chocolate Mm -hmm. cake and some sugar donut holes. I mean, that's that sounds awesome. (laughs) And they're making house made ice cream or sorbet. So, you know me, Monica, when I go to restaurants, I'm not a fan of ordering the ice cream on the dessert menu because it's usually from somewhere else. But when it's house made, I'm going to consider this. 
Yeah. And uh, no, for sure. When we go out, I mean, you've seen me ask tons of times if somebody's serving ice cream or, or gelato and it's not on the menu, I ask them who makes it. And very rarely is the answer right. that they make it, which is, which is strange to me because it's not that many ingredients, but I guess, you know, some kitchens just aren't built for it or you just don't have the staff for it. Monica, another place I'm interested in is another Japanese restaurant. It's called Kisaku out in Green Lake. I think they do really wonderful stuff. I've never been there. I've heard from other foodies that this is one excellent restaurant that you have to try during mm. Seattle Restaurant Week. And there's a scallop carpaccio. You can all, you can do an omakase sushi or sashimi for dinner. And then there's also flame broiled black cod kazuzuki. I mean, that, sound, that sounds delicious. So I hear it's done very well. I, I'm excited. I'm I'm thinking about just going by myself if nobody wants to come eat with me. <laughs> I know. I, you know, I forgot to tell people like I'm bummed because I'm going out of town. I'm usually out of town for at least one week of restaurant week in the spring. And so I'm, I'm disappointed that I'm not going to have more days to try because this is kind of close to my house. And I love like the lightness of hamachi thinking about how that might pair with like a spicy Thai chili. It sounds really great. And like you, that black cod is catching my eye. And I don't have to feel bad for myself. I can just sit at the sushi bar and just be okay with that. <laughs> and then finally, let's end off with this one, Monica. We are both going to be doing this on a Monday and with some other foodie friends. And we're checking out the Ballard Annex Oyster House. Yes, absolutely. Uh, what? Well, I'm most excited. Sometimes you just need a good steak. I love flank steak. And so I, I'm interested to see how they how they season it. Um, what are you, what are you excited about? That's perfect. About? I can shoot the flank steak because I'm excited for the braised octopus with crispy, crispy mm. prosciutto and sun-dried tomato orzo. Orzo. Yeah. That's interesting. How, I haven't had orzo in a really long time. How often do you find like an octopus dish in one of these Seattle restaurant week menus? You don't, you don't find that, find it that often. <laughs> you don't, but that's totally okay with me. So what we've never talked about is like, I grew up with my dad spearing octopus all the time. So I'm sort of traumatized about like when I was six years old, holding a semi-dead octopus, because they kind of move around a lot when they're dead, <laughs> yep. um, holding it across my entire like like chest stomach area with this look on my face and there's a picture to go along with it. So if I find that picture of me and the octopus, we'll be sure to put that up. So it's not that I don't like octopus. I just don't like thinking about octopus. So you, you heard it first guys. Monica has PTSD because an octopus <laughs> basically put black ink on her face to, as a, as a defense mechanism. It's a defense mechanism. Oh, she's so dramatic. Nelson. <laughs> And then, my, and then in my best Morgan Freeman voice, like, from, right. from that day on, Monica never ate octopus ever again. <laughs> you, uh, honestly, one of the reasons I stay away from octopus is because it's very easy to cook improperly because yes. of the texture. Yeah. So I, as you know, like I won't always eat scallops, even though I love scallops because people cook them wrong. Octopus is one of those things that get gummy, chewy, and really difficult to eat if people do not know how to handle it. So I almost never order it. Yeah. You ever seen that Netflix documentary, The I Dream of Jiro? Is that? Yeah. And you see that guy just massaging that octopus mm -hmm. like over and over and over again. I mean, it's just like mm -hmm. for hours. He's just massaging it because it, I agree. Like octopus can be really tough. And mm -hmm. the, the best place I ever had octopus was out in Chicago, believe it or not. And mm. there was this place called The Girl and the Goat. And they had this octopus dish that was just, and the octopus was just so tender. And it tasted like if done correctly, octopus tastes like a steak. 
that's to me yes for me that's 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 how i compare it and so mm-hmm. yep um, but i'm excited for the ballet annex oyster house they have some awesome desserts but the best part is if we're still not full we can all walk across the street for some salt and straw or mm-hmm. we can also cross the street from salt and straw and go to molten chocolate cake and and get some hot cakes there too as well I hope there's no lying. <laughs> uh, I'll wait in the car. <laughs> let me let me know when it's time. I'll Venmo you. <laughs> my goodness. Oh, my goodness. All right. Well, luckily, we're eating with some younger foodies, so maybe we'll just have them do it. And... <laughs> we'll, we'll pull the I'm old card. <laughs> I'm old. I can't stand in line. I need my some leg. coffee. My leg. I'm a... My leg. <laughs> I'm, I'm so tired. I need some coffee. You guys stand in line while we wait in the coffee shop and tell us when you're ready. <laughs> yeah, tell us when you're ready. <laughs> Here's my order. I'll Venmo you. <laughs> yeah. So bad. So that's Seattle Restaurant Week, Monica. Out of all of those that we listed, what do you, what do you, what what do you think is probably your your favorite or the one you really really liked left a memory for you? Hmm, it's tough. There's some good choices here. I mean, I think I struggle with Restaurant Week because that list is so long now, um, and it's great to have a lot of options, but it makes it really hard to choose. Like even us choosing how many restaurants to be on this show, right? Um, so right. I don't think I can choose, Nelson. What about you? The, like you mentioned, there's over what 164 participating restaurants. Is that was that the number I got? I think there's a lot. And so we had to, we whittled it down to 13, I believe. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I think one of the, my most memorable experiences was probably Tilth. I mean, Tilth mm-hmm. was just really, really exceptional from the appetizer all the way down to the dessert. It, everything was just so delightful and. I think that's probably one of my favorites that I would highly recommend. Mm-hmm. And uh, Sushi Kapo Tamura is another one that I recommend all the time to people. So if you if those if you can't decide, and of course MKT, we forgot about MKT. Mm-hmm. So those would probably be my top three that I, <laughs> I mean I would want to go back to. I, mean, I thought we were talking about the top one. I know. <laughs> you guys, every time we do this, like Nelson's just like, yeah, uh, we want to make sure our list isn't too long and like we don't run out of time. And then it's just like, where's this list coming from? <laughs> so you tell him one and it's three. And I somehow remember like when we we're doing Seattle's Worst Podcast, Ben Beerman did the same thing. <sighs> Berman, and he was just like, choose the one thing that you would eat on a desert island. And he chose three things. <laughs> it's like, three what things. is happening? <laughs> I can't decide. It's so hard. I mean, there's so much good food out in Seattle. I can't just decide on just one. That's. Well, like... I tell you what, I give you a pass because I didn't even give one. So yeah. So I took a pass, yeah. and then you like tripled your answer. So that that's and, even. And you know the best thing about Seattle Restaurant Week is that they also a lot of places do lunch menus too as well. Yeah. So if you don't have time after work or to go do dinner on a weekday. See if you can find a lunch and just bring a coworker or just go by yourself and just do mm-hmm. lunch real quick. And, Absolutely. Uh, that's it. Seattle Restaurant Week. We did it. We got through it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not two hours long. And it's not two hours long. <laughs> well, just in time for an interview. And this week's interview is with Chef de Cuisine Leif Thornquist of Current Bistro at the Sound Hotel in Belltown. Chef Thornquist brings with him a strong hotel restaurant background and him and food and beverage director John Langley have developed a menu heavily inspired by the flavor profiles of Spain, Italy, and France. 
And they also have a lunch and dinner menu for Seattle Restaurant Week. So this is perfect interview for our episode. Mm -hmm. And here's our interview with current bistro chef de cuisine, Leif Thornquist. Hello, everyone. We're here today with Chef Leif Thornquist, chef de cuisine of the newly opened current bistro in the Sound Hotel downtown. Chef Leif brings a strong hotel restaurant background and has worked to develop a small plate menu perfect for sharing. Uh, Welcome to the show, Chef Leif. Hi, thanks, Scott. Thanks so much for having me. So uh, to start out, um, we always ask the question about how did you get started as a chef? I got started in high school. I went to a uh, Lake Washington Technical College to finish high school, and we were able to take a college course for free. And I had cooked with my mom, you know, for a little while. But it was here where I kind of really found my passion for it. I kind of found my calling, and, and I found that I was, you know, good at it. It made me happy. It brought me a lot of joy, and I've been doing it ever since. This is a beautiful restaurant in a beautiful hotel. What's the concept behind Current Bistro? The concept behind the Current Bistro, it's a Euro Bistro kind of focused on the spice trade routes and big, bold flavors. We partner with a lot of local bakeries and a lot of local Bavarias for charcuterie and fish and meat and produce. So we really want to try to highlight fresh local ingredients just bold, clean, honest flavors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you able to share with us some of the some of the producers that you're working with? Uh, we work with Charlie's Produce. We work with Essential Bakery, um, Alki Bakery for some pastries and desserts. Also, Yellow Leaf Bakery, which is right across the street for um, kind of artisan macaroons and cupcakes and a little cassis tartlets, which we use. So in terms of your menu here, when you developed it, is it going to be a rotating menu or is it going to be more of a standard menu? What, what, are, we, what are we looking forward It'll to? It'll be seasonal. Seasonal, It'll okay. be seasonal kind of as you get, maybe work with some more local farmers and things like that. We can get some, you know, fresh local produce in. We can have specials. So kind of as the kitchen evolves and, and grows, you know, the, the menu will grow with it and kind of as the capabilities of the kitchen will expand, so will the menu. What kind of things are you looking forward to creating? For I'm looking menu? forward to being able to do some more braised meats and some more entree options. Um, kind of as we get more comfortable with the kitchen, so get some more like entree style options. Braised meats. Um, you always have us at meats because <laughs> yeah. we're meat lovers. Um, but just thinking about some ideas for the future and ingredients you want to highlight in future menus. I mean. There, there's what you have right now, right? And we'll talk mm-hmm. about that a little bit later. But sort of, like, what are you excited about? I like to braise meat. So, like, to braise short ribs. We right. did this, we did a big ownership party for our ribbon cutting menu, and I was able to do some braised short ribs. <laughs> and they turned out really good. So I'm really getting excited to put some stuff like that on the menu. Just some more, you know, options that kind of we can kind of uh, highlight some technique and do, some, you know, just big, bold flavors on the menu. Excellent. So we, we talked about what you want to build in the future, but we didn't even talk about our, your current menu. Tell us some of your highlights of the, of the current menu that you have right now at Current. Uh, I think some of our highlights of the current menu uh, are our flatbread options. I think they're super popular. They're really delicious. Uh, it's kind of the, you know, I don't want to say focal point of our dinner menu, but it's, it's definitely a highlight. So we do, we have some vegetarian options. We're using a lot of charcuterie from uh, Fromani, based out of San Francisco. Okay. A lot of good cheeses, flatbreads. We probably won't change, you know, a whole lot. Mm-hmm. There will be some staples that we will have with the um, the flatbreads, but can, you know, kind of as a season change, we get some fresh vegetables, mm-hmm. seasonal stuff. We'll be able to, you know, kind of mold them and stuff like that, and so, also be able to do some specials and you know have some of the guys in the kitchen come up with some ideas. Yeah, um, I like to have that kind of collaboration with the guys and have them have some input on the menu. 
So I'm excited to try the flatbreads. What are, what are some of the, the favorites that customers can come in and, and try out? Like my personal favorite right now is the salami flatbread. Um, we use the salami nostrano from Pramani. Uh-huh. We use, um, we puree, puree Mama Lil's peppers, and that's kind of the base on the flatbread. We use chopped up Castelvetrano olives, fresh mozzarella cheese. Then we slice salami so it kind of gets like crispy and charred on the top, yeah. like coming out of our super hot ovens. Uh, and it's really crispy on the bottom. Then we finish it with like really fresh chopped oregano, chili flakes. And it's just a really super flavorful, you know, kind of delicious. There's a lot of crunches and the cheese is kind of soft and the peppers are acidic. And so it's really good. Beautiful. Okay, hey. now I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else besides the flatbreads that, that um, you want to let our listeners know about? We have menu? a really good raw section. We use um, some fresh local Washington beef that's coming. We right. use a preserved meat collective, which is a local meat sourcing company that is like, it's really, truly, truly local. So it's stuff coming out of Eastern Washington. So it's true local Washington beef. Mm-hmm. So we use that for the tartare. It's mixed with, it's a you know pretty classic preparation with the chopped shallots, mm-hmm. mustard. Um, we do pickled mustard seeds, which we do ourselves. We cure egg yolks and kind of grate them over the top so that's kind of a little spin that we like to do we also are using a local northwest albacore for a uh, raw albacore dish that we do so we make kind of a calabrian chili paste with like anchovies and shallots and lemon juice Um, so we cook that down and do a paste and we mix that with the kind of chopped up albacore we serve that with chicharron Oh, yeah. oh, that's interesting. So it's a nice twist. It's kind of like crunchy and soft yeah. and acidic. Um, so a lot of good, good poppy mm-hmm. flavors. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's fun. It's a good one. Awesome. That's what I'm looking forward to. Me too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, you know, in terms of like how I view food, I like to have different flavors, textures, and just like a little crunch really adds something to a dish that I think yeah, a lot of people it's just, miss. Yeah, it's the good contrast. It's the ju- juxtaposition, you know, kind of the soft fish. Spicy, you know, it's it hits all the bases. Absolutely, um, I cheated a little bit. I've been actually looking at Instagram, watching for pictures to come out. So they've been slowly rolling out. I've been even looking at. Um, you also have breakfast here, also, right? Mm-hmm. So I've been looking at the avocado toast with the beautiful runny egg. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've been looking at a burger that I've been seeing, and you know, I'm not a huge burger fan, but I I could go for a good burger. And, yeah. You know, Nelson's a huge burger. Fan. I'm a huge burger fan. So when I saw it, it was like it's very juicy, yes. very very pink in the middle. Yeah, I like nice. that. That's a very nice burger. Yeah. The burger has, has kind of taken off a little bit. I'm proud of our burger and what we're able Good. to do. So I'm happy with it coming out. Absolutely. As a chef, we always we always like to ask, we always like to pick chefs' brains whenever we're doing interviews yeah. with you. At home, what do you like to cook at home, or what what what's kind of like your kind of some things that that you cook when you're off work? And oddly enough, I really like to make like salads at home okay. with my wife. You know, and a lot of times it's. They're like really super big salads, mm-hmm. <laughs> so like very above average salads, you know, and they have like, so we have these bowls we have at home and they're kind of like pasta bowls and I start like putting stuff on there and then eventually that grows to be like this mountain, you know, yeah. of like, because I have like some pickles and stuff in my fridge. I'm like, oh God, that would be good on there. It's like, <laughs> oh, you can put this on there. Oh, and I got some of that. We can put it on there. And like, all of a sudden I look at it and I'm like, that salad is like, it's about as big as my head. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Love it. But, it, you know, I just feel better about treating my body yeah. better if I'm eating a salad, even though it's like a 1,200-calorie salad. <laughs> I'm like that as well. Like, I, I just like, yeah. look for whatever's in, I was like, oh, I can add this. And I was like, yeah. I have an avocado in, in, on my counter. I can grab that. Yeah. Yeah. Like you guys that. are too good. I'm just like, oh, I can add a scoop of ice cream to my salad. <laughs> yeah. 
in the summertime, I like to I like to barbecue a lot. You know, on the front porch, it's nice because we kind of live in an older house. I think the house was built in like 1930, so there's no built-in hood system. So I like do like I, when I do sear meat at home, I have an induction burner. I bring outside and I just do it on the porch, even in the winter time, because otherwise the smoke alarm will go off. Yeah. yeah. yeah so yeah, in the summertime, yeah. you know, I like to grill outside. Yep. You know, grill chicken and. Sure. It's easy cleaning too. That's why I like to grill. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's easy cleaning. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so when you're not cooking at home, um, what are you eating around town? What are some restaurants that you like to eat at? Some dishes or flavor profiles that you're looking for around Seattle? I like sandwiches. Yeah, a lot. Me too. Um, <laughs> so what's it? Uh, Tats Deli. Tats Deli. Yeah. Yep. Tats Deli. Uh, I also like to go to. Get pasta at Il Corvo. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, classic. Very classic. Yeah. Good yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, late night pizza at Rocco's. Uh-huh. Yeah. I also really like Greenleaf. Yeah. Yeah. Late night, you know, kind of in the, the basement of the Labor Temple. Uh-huh. Right. Over there, they have like a super good late night happy hour. They do. They have delicious bond meat. Have you had those spring rolls where they have the crunchy stick through the middle? That, I don't, I've what is wondered, that? I don't so know good. what that little crunchy stick <laughs> Me is. Me either. It's so delicious. But I go to this other Viennese place. Called Mekong Delta, over yeah, by, yeah. Uh, Mekong like 125th and Aurora, yep, yep. and they have kind of the same right. thing. They also used to have this really delicious, like it was like crispy quail, totally. mm-hmm. like fried crispy quail. Yeah. I don't think they have it anymore. No, Mekong has like 200 items on the menu. Oh, dude, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that yeah. menu is like 20 pages. Yeah, perfect. All right, <laughs> all right. Well, let's end it there. That's perfect, Chef Leif Thornquist. <laughs> <laughs> at the new Curd Bistro in the Sound Hotel. Uh, thank you so much for having us. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate it. And that was our interview with Chef de Cuisine Leif Thornquist of Current Bistro. Don't forget, check out Current Bistro for Seattle Restaurant Week. Monica, you're going to be gone in San Francisco and Oakland. Are there any places you're excited to try out or eat while you're gone? I am finalizing my spreadsheet. Um, for the folks who don't know, <laughs> Nelson and I do spreadsheets because this is serious. Yeah. Um, so, so a couple things, I'm narrowing it down, um, but I'm looking for a sit down dim sum place. And so I have that narrowed down to like two places. Um, mm-hmm. I know where to go for walk up stuff like buns and things like that. I'm also looking for, um, one excellent seafood, ch- uh, place on the wharf. And so I haven't decided that either, but anything that's like matcha, you're going to find me there. And actually I don't go to Oakland and San Francisco very often. So I think it's been two years. Um, but I'm hoping that there's this ice cream shop that I went to last time. They had this green tea, matcha, white chocolate ice cream that was divine. <laughs> and so anything matcha, I'm always looking for. Yeah. Um, and so just really excited to try some different food to get out of Seattle because I haven't been out um, in a couple of months since I went to Victoria in, in like Christmas time. Any recommendations would be appreciated because um, I think the show overlap with my trip yes yes if you guys have any places from san francisco you want monica to try out feel free to dm us at seattle foodie mm-hmm. podcast on the in, on instagram mr holmes guys, bakery mr holmes you bakery guys, are you going? oh yeah that's one yeah yeah sorry you guys don't forget do not invite nelson anywhere when i'm <laughs> i don't have fomo i just don't want to see him happy <laughs> oh, my oh my god <laughs> <laughs> Again, this, you can kind of see why people think we're a couple. <laughs> is this my ex-girlfriend talking to me? What is going on here? Holy crap. 
So sorry to interrupt, <laughs> Mr. Holmes. Mr. Holmes is on the list. Um, there's people know I love chicken wings, so I've gotten a lot of recommendations for for different kinds of chicken wings. Um, where else are you recommending, Nelson? Oh, uh, you, okay. Ike sandwiches is mm-hmm. is really good. <laughs> it's, it's um, sandwiches. Yeah, it's a sandwich. It's just sandwich shop. I think it's a franchise now because they've mm-hmm. gotten so popular. But there's also isn't Lau? Uh, which one? The Lowry's prime rib is that is that's also in San Francisco too as well. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's another that, that's old school though. That's just old yeah. school. But there's a lot of there's a lot there's a mission style burritos that I think it's called mission style burritos. Get the mm-hmm. chorizo burrito. I think that's chorizo. yeah. I mean I don't know. There's so many good places in San totally. Francisco. I I don't know. I mean literally, it's it's like a beautiful mind with spreadsheets for us when we're trying to figure out what we're <laughs> yeah. trying to do. Yeah, well, it's a work trip for me, so I have limited time too. So I really have to make the most out of my choices. Oh, so instead of going to twelve places, you can only go to ten, right? Yeah, maybe, maybe nine. <laughs> you know, maybe nine. <laughs> Monica, just because you're gone and nobody wants to eat with me, I'm still gonna go by myself. So it's not really gonna affect me, though. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> Nelson. Oh man. All right, Seattle. Thank you so much for listening. We always love it that you guys are listening to our episodes and we really appreciate it. And if if you love us, leave a five-star review. In the meantime, have a great time in Seattle Restaurant Week and happy eating, Seattle. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe for future episodes and leave us a five-star rating and review on whichever platform you're listening on. In the meantime, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Seattle Foodie Podcast and on Twitter at Seattle Food Pod. You can also email us at Seattle Foodie Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks again, and we hope you enjoy the Seattle Foodie Podcast.